the quicker you can get in and out of a project, the better. Don't create more work for yourself than you need to. And don't try to over-improve. You want to take that two or a three and turn it into a seven or an eight. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved, whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and I'm here with today's guest, Michael Kevorkian. Hi, Michael. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Michael's joining us from Chicago, Illinois, as he calls it, Chicagoland. I'm sure everybody in Chicago calls it too, but I had never heard of that. He is a real estate broker, rehabber, property manager, and investor specializing in commercial and residential real estate in Chicago. He is the founder of New Market Realty and has been in the real estate business for over 15 years and has done over 800 transactions. And interestingly about him, he's been a Chicago native all of his life. But he left Chicago for one year whenever he was 16 and he went to Tennessee just to get his driver's license early because in Illinois, he couldn't get his driver's license at that time. So he's now back in Chicago. He loves Chicago and he loves the best ever listeners. So he's excited to share his advice with you. So with that being said, Michael, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Got into uh, real estate really by accident. I started as a real estate agent many years ago. You know, it was uh, something that I found some sort of interest in. I always thought there was a lot of uh, possibility and upside to, quite frankly, the money, uh, earning potential with the business. So I didn't know anywhere to start other than uh, as a salesperson. Trial and error, I learned uh, quite a bit about marketing and direct mail, direct response marketing. Started advertising to uh, what we, the industry will refer to as canceled and expired listings. So these are people that have had their property for sale before, but uh, you know, they were unsuccessful in, in the sale of that property. And I figured, okay, if there's any great candidate to go after, a lot of agents will go after uh, for sale by owners, landlords trying to get through whatever uh, is in their mind. In my mind, I had a four key element with a canceled expired listing, and that was that they want to sell their house. They were unsuccessful selling their property. They were willing to pay somebody to do it, so I didn't have to have that conversation like I do for sale by owner, why it's a benefit 5 or 6% versus trying to sell yourself and save it. And they were the best candidate for uh, price reduction into the market because everything's got its price, right? So, I mean, if you're asking too much for something, it's not going to sell. And if you're, uh, if you're under market, it's going to sell fast. You're going to get multiple offers. So with that being said, I created a, a direct mail and direct response marketing program. And I was actively mailing out who canceled and expired listings, a brochure, a flyer, whatever you want to call it, that said your home sold in 120 days or I'll buy it. So it's every 
failed seller's dream come true. Now here, look, if I go and I list with this guy, he can't sell it. He's going to buy my property. Well, a lady had called me and she said, hey, I got your flyer in the mail and uh, I want to talk to you, but I really don't want to list it. I see you'll buy it anyway in four months. Why don't you just come by, make me an offer on the house? I just want to get this done. And over. So I said, okay, I really had no uh, no experience, no credit at that time or the funding to be able to buy a piece of property, uh, you know, just outright cash like that. And, and especially that short of a time period. So I went out, uh, took a look at the property. We put the deal together and I wound up what uh, people are very familiar with or, or many people today are familiar with. And that was my very first wholesale deal where uh, I just found another investor. I, I took the contract on the property as the buyer and sold my rights, my interest in that contract to another investor and uh, made quite a bit of money, made about $20,000 on that deal, which was uh, far more than I would have ever made on the commission. So that was, uh, that was the beginning of the end for me, uh, my new uh, identity as a real estate investor. It still took years to figure the business out, but all in all, it was really the, that specific moment experience that shifted my focus. You've been in the business for 15 years and you know it sounds like when you started that yeah it was putting yourself out there with the direct mail even though you didn't have the funds at the time to close within 120 days you kind of pressed your pressed yourself and knew that you would come up with a way to make that happen what do you how has that evolved and what are you doing right now in real estate so right now we are uh, primarily a real estate investment brokerage. So we don't do so much retail. We obviously will uh, represent ourselves, our company-owned properties when we uh, purchase property, rehab it, and, and sell it. But the bulk of our business is uh, taking, taking dilapidated properties or neglected properties, buying them, remodeling them, and putting them back out on the market. So we're not really pursuing that uh, on the, uh, the retail side, as I would uh, refer to it as far as working with outside sellers and buyers. The only buyers we really work with today are investors who are either partnering with us on deals or they're uh, looking to do some on their own. They're more hands-on. Hey, find me a good deal and we'll deliver that. What's something that you've learned through the rehab process? Something I learned through the rehab process is uh, really two things. Velocity. So the quicker you can get in and out of a project... Uh, velocity of money, I should say. Quicker you can get in and out of a project, the better. Don't think that maximizing sale price is the equivalent of maximizing your return. So you got to move it as quickly as humanly possible. Uh, don't create more work for yourself than you need to, because every time you open up a wall, now if there's water coming in from behind the wall, you have to open it, right? And figure out what the problem is and fix that problem. But there's no perfect house. So as soon as you start opening things up, you just kind of open this can of worms for yourself and, uh, and don't try to over improve. I think those would be the three main things. If you're buying a two or a three, you're not trying to turn it into a perfect 10. You want to take that two or a three and turn it into a seven or an eight. How do you determine what you bring it up to from a seven or eight or, I mean, cause some markets, but correct me if I'm wrong, but some markets, would they, if you do a 10, would you get the best bang for your buck? Or is it really kind of the, the speed game that you're mentioning and really just finding a buyer quickly and not making it to be the prettiest on the block? Sure. So, I mean, with uh, all the years and the number of transactions we've done and, and regular analysis of the business and the quarterly review and, and obviously the annual 
that we will do to really get a good handle on the business. I'll tell you, with uh, with we do take properties that uh, we will build nearly from the ground up, and those are what I will refer to as gut rehabs. So we're taking everything out of it, bare bones, and effectively just rebuilding the house. The roof line is different. You wouldn't recognize it driving by three months later. It just looks like a completely different house uh, physically on the outside as well as the inside. And then we have our cosmetic rehabs. So that's where we're not restructuring, uh, or I should say changing any structure in the property. The extent of the rehab is, is effectively paint, carpet, uh, other flooring too, say tile and, and hardwood as needed. We will finish a basement and change out light switches and uh, kitchen and bathrooms, occasionally windows as they're needed. But structurally, we're not really touching the house. So that's a cosmetic. And when we do that versus a gut rehab, I'll give you a great side-by-side comparison. If we buy a, uh, a property and it's that same property for $200,000, we do a cosmetic rehab, we spend 40000 in it, and we're able to sell it for three fifty. That's a fairly common, um, uh, common business model for us here in, in the areas that we invest. So we know our buy number, we know our rehab number, and we know our resale number within single-digit percentage. The rehab... To do a $40,000 rehab is going to take us about 30 days. And then we sell the property, usually within days or a week or two. And, uh, and then that's it. It's done and it's closed. So we'll, make, we'll net out $50,000 over the course of 60 days on a project like that. Now, if I do a gut rehab, I've got to get uh, all the permits. I've got to get city inspections twice. So we have to do our rough inspection and our final inspection. Uh, we've got far more construction cost and far more construction time. So that same hundred thousand uh, dollar, sorry, two hundred thousand dollar house, I may spend uh, nearly nearly two hundred more thousand in it, and then sell it for six hundred thousand, right? But that's going to take me a total of six months. And after you back out your selling costs and everything, now I'll walk away with a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for for remodeling one house. True, happens fairly regularly in my business. But what's a hundred and fifty thousand dollars divided by the six months it took? it's the same money. It's still $25,000 a month. So you can't really beat the system there. I mean, we've tried everything. So it's uh, the only way we, we can ever get around it is when we get a real screaming deal and we do nothing and just sell it to, uh, to another investor. So it sounds like really it's about having a system that you have team members that are moving quickly and you're able to hit the ground running as soon as you have it under contract, or I mean, I'm sure you have the pieces in place even before you have it under contract, getting everybody on standby. Is there something in in that process that you've learned for a best ever listener who is looking to you know bring their kind of the, their system to another level in terms of speed? Yeah, I would say definitely don't don't hire. The cheapest contractors. If you're looking to get into the remodeling game, do not go with uh, the lowest priced people. They're uh, low priced because they can't find any work, and they're they're typically not skilled tradesmen. I don't also advocate going after the most expensive. So shop around, uh, do it in advance before it it costs you any money in holding costs. So that typically three to four weeks prior to you having to fund and close on the deal. Have your architect in there. Have your, uh, if you need an architect, have them in there. And uh, your your plumber, your handyman, or or general contractor. Get everything you can possibly get done and planned ahead of time. Line up the work to start as soon as you're you're closed. Because if you wait, 
And depending, I know some people are, are cash heavy themselves and some people are just going to borrow money uh, on the other side of the spectrum with a hard money lender and 15 or 18% annually, that first month is really going to hurt and nothing is getting done. So do as much as you can in advance. That's my advice. Michael, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Remember, velocity of money as quickly as you can get it out and get it back in and keep doing that over and over again. And uh, it's kind of split down the middle. Don't turn that two or three into a 10. Try to keep it at a seven or an eight and you'll do very well. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever sponsors crowdfunding. You've heard about it and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's p-a-t-c-h-o-f-l-e-n-d.com forward slash best ever. In real estate, our tenants are our clients, and how much do you really know about your clients? Grab your roadmap for reaching the most influential audience, millennials, by reading Youth Nation, written by my friend and the nation's leading millennial expert, Matt Britton. Go to youthnation.net. That's Y-O-U-T-H-N-A-T-I-O-N.net. All right, Michael, best ever book you've read? Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. Boom, love it. I just went to Unleash the Power Within a couple months ago, first time I ever went, and it was just awesome. He's actually going to be in Chicago, I think in July. Yeah, we were there uh, last year, actually did the fire walk and everything, so very awesome time. Really was something else. Great for exfoliating your feet, too. (laughs) Sure is. (laughs) And best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. Well, when I uh, first got my investment company up and running, I literally went broke six times in three years. So it kind of seemed to be in this repetitive cycle. And it was always for a different reason. Could not figure out what the hell. And I'm, I don't mean like going and filing bankruptcy like I don't know, I'm going to pay my bills this month. So that was my definition of going broke. But I mean, things were just tight as could be. And uh, in my experience in learning from that was I realized my advice I gave earlier, don't hire the cheapest people. They tend to take the money and run. And, uh, you know, that that was not vetting my uh, either employees that I would hire, my management here uh, within the office or the construction side. Didn't do my homework there. And it cost me a lot of money many times over. We finally worked those bugs out, but uh, yeah, be careful. Do your research. Best ever success habit you practice? Daily gratitude every morning. I think I know where you got that from. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Robbins, by the way, best ever listeners. (laughs) Best, Best ever deal you've done? As is sale that I purchased, I never even saw the inside of the house. It was something we actually bought at the auction. And I paid a hundred and thirty-five or thirty-eight thousand dollars for the property, and we sold it for uh, three hundred five. So we, we netted out about one hundred sixty-five thousand. And how did you find that property? Uh, that one was one that we purchased at the auction. So we went and bid on it. Uh, you know, the auction list came out, and we it just happened to be on our list of uh, properties in areas that we like. And uh, we went, we bid, and we were actually bidding literally against 18 people. I'll never forget because this was the most money I made on a deal without lifting a finger. And uh, 18 people, and they they backed out oddly enough because my numbers showed a very strong return, which is what we were able to realize, and all of it happened inside of 30 days. So it was quite the deal. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? We've got one at... uh, 
uh, in Chicago. I can give you the address, 2828 West Fletcher. Uh, that one is a total gut rehab that we are having to excavate the basement down. So we're busting up the basement floor and digging down three feet to give ceiling height uh, from the basement. And we are also uh, extending the back of the house by about 50% of what it is now. So we're digging the backyard up and trenching out the entire foundation backwards. And all of that, we were able, with all the work we're doing there, we were able to avoid any of the new construction requirements uh, because we do leave uh, one wall up. So it's still just a rehab uh, as existing with an addition. So I'm excited because uh, in my line of work, if I had to wait for the permitting, we are talking six months and about 15,000 extra dollars just in uh, permits to demo the existing structure. So I'm pretty happy it saved a lot of money and we're going to we're going to do a heck of a job on that one. Best ever way you like to give back. I do some some podcasts of my own and and some uh, weekly webinars about real estate investing that really uh, if I notice I attract a certain type of person it's somebody who's very new to the business, somebody who I can relate a lot to with regard to their uh, experience or lack of experience and, and just a tremendous desire to learn. And uh, I, I do that for a couple hours uh, a week on a couple different calls just to kind of help out, answer questions to aspiring investors as, uh, as, as best I can. Best ever quote. Best ever quote is an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Benjamin Franklin. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Not doing my homework and, uh, and thinking that I could hire enough help or the right help to look out for my business the way I look out for my business. So uh, just a word of sheer common sense. I don't care. You, you can't. I had a boss of mine many, many years ago in a restaurant. He told me I, I had a problem with uh, some of the staff taking some beers after hours, guys in the kitchen. He said, listen, you're never going to be able to pay somebody enough not to steal from you. He says, you just have to hope they don't steal a whole lot. And nobody, I didn't really get that for a lot of years. Nobody's going to look out for your business like you. You can't pay somebody enough money to pay enough attention. So when it's your baby, that's you're going to care for it a lot more than, uh, than the babysitter. What's the best ever place to reach you? You can uh, reach me at uh, my email, michael at extrememrealestateinvestors.com. What's that podcast you're talking about? So that is the uh, Extreme Real Estate Investors podcast. So we do that, uh, again, free info, kind of just giving back to uh, or giving something of value, just as uh, obviously you're doing a tremendous job uh, yourself. So we do that uh, in, in time when I can. And uh, it seems to be a fairly, fairly pleasantly received by uh, everybody so far. So I'm, I'm happy with it. I wish I had more time to do it. Michael, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking about your progression and rehabs. One of the, the few guests I've had on this show who's had the rehab, the extensive rehab experience and talked through your very specific advice, you know, the three things that I wrote down, I wrote down a lot, but three of the things is get in and out of the project as quickly as possible. And that ties into your best ever advice where you're talking about the velocity of money quick in and out. Two is don't over improve. And then three is don't open things up if you don't need to open them up <laughs> because because that could that could create a whole new set of challenges that are coming up. And I like how you mentioned also 
the outsourcing of your company and the babysitter analogy hits home, especially for parents, I imagine. It's like, it's like I don't know if I trust my babysitter anymore, but really it, it's about, we hear so much about create a system for your business and, and go live on the beach for four hours. And I love the four hour work week, by the way, but it's so true. I've seen it firsthand with my business. Nobody cares about your business more than you care about your business and we it's not to say good team members aren't necessary and available because they are and they both necessary and available but we can't check out and just set things up and you know remove ourselves that's just not the reality of business that's not how things work we do have to check in and we do have to oversee it albeit perhaps passively but we can't outsource the entire business if we want to, to run as we anticipate to, to run. So thank you so much for being on the show and, and talking about all the rehab stuff that you've done and you know kind of the ex- specific examples. Very much appreciated, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, Joe. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity being here. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.